0: Thank you all for dropping by again for the Puck and Sully podcast. This is Steven, your host, with the co-host, Jimmy. How you doing? Dad boy hours today.
1: Big time sad.
0: (laughs) Uh, Suffering from the Stars' loss and um, a big soccer fan there. And (laughs) USA will be playing.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are coming off the defeat 2-1 to Honduras, the U.S. under-23 national team. Third U Olympic qualifier that we will be missing, so that's a damn shame. But you know, that's the life of a soccer fan, especially U.S. soccer. But hey, we're here to talk hockey, so I'll shut up.
0: (laughs) They're they're almost the same, Um, (laughs) but and then uh, (laughs) also joined by again my cousin uh, Eric. Howdy, hello there. Other than the stars losing. How's it been for the past month? Uh,
2: not terrible, but yeah, it definitely is a struggle to, uh, you know, know about most of the time when you turn on that source game that it's probably not going to end well.
0: Uh, they 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 gave it a good effort last night, but they did not show up that much tonight. Or I forgot. That or at ble- least, we, at least we showed up, but it looks like Drieger would not let us.
2: They uh, they had the same thing. The Same reaction to today's game that I did. Or they said, "Oh, there's a game today at 5? At five, and then Whoops. and
0: then they they were late as well. Yeah. Well, luckily for the stars. Too, um, hopefully, we keep it fifty fifty. We're not keeping it fifty fifty, and we're second to last in our division. But we have, I think, three or four games in hand. So we have we mm-hmm. have the room to catch up. We just need to we just need to yeah. find our play now. Yeah. Um, in in other talk, let's go ahead and uh, get right into the standings right now uh, with the Discover Central Division for the Stars and everything. Stars are in seventh. Tampa Bay is in first, but not sl- far behind from Carolina and Florida. Uh, Tampa Bay with 50 points. Carolina with 49 with a game in hand. And Florida with a game behind, but 48 points. Um, to be honest didn't think Florida was gonna be up in the top three like that. That is yeah. a
2: big that is a big surprise. The Panthers and the Canes both I'm kind of shocked at, mm-hmm. you know, that I would not have called that. I would definitely would have would have assumed based off of games last year that it would have been Tampa, Dallas, and you know, like the Blackhawks or maybe even Nashville. I probably would Could have put not Nashville above. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I was gonna well, say Detroit's exactly where we expected them. So yeah, uh,
0: Detroit's yeah, yeah. We're we're three points ahead of Detroit, but we're also six <laughs> games—I mean, four games—behind. So yeah. uh, so we have games yeah. at hand. If we catch up um, with the three games behind Chicago, if we get all six points, we will be tied with Chicago, putting us in fourth putting us in the playoff bracket and then playing better from there um, as long as we can keep that. Um, I don't think there's any chance we'll catch the top three, so we're playing with Chicago, Nashville, and Columbus for that mm-hmm. fourth spot. So yeah. it's going to be a struggle to get into the playoffs. This I time. would
2: say even if we did get into the playoffs, it's doesn't, it doesn't look great for us. We've got a small handful of wins against the top three. So... Yeah, oh, and yeah. It, it all depends I mean,
0: on... It all depends on... When and if Sagan comes back this year, how he's playing when he jumps right back onto the ice?
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, being six points back, I don't think that's too big of a gap to make up between us and Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, we're going to have to put our asses into gear and you know start climbing because if we keep on losing, obviously, we're, we're not going to go anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh surprisingly Columbus uh talking about again the biggest trade this year with Line mm-hmm. A for uh, uh Line A and Ross Levick for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Again, mm-hmm. you look back on that trade, Ross Levick is probably the biggest piece of that trade um and he was the kind of shoe-in piece. It was like, yeah, you can have Ross Levick too. And Ross Levick turn is turning out to be a better player than both Dubois and Line a this year, although Line a is playing better than Dubois. So again, Columbus mm-hmm. has a good team, but they're not um, they're not keeping uh, their standings very well. They're constantly letting in goals. I think, I think out of the Central Division, the only teams with a plus record, like not a plus record, but a plus goals against, where they have more goals scored than goals against them, is Tampa, Carolina, Florida, and the Stars. Surprisingly, the Stars have more goals scored than they have against. Um, Other than that, um, I think Columbus has 26 goals against. Losing Bobrovsky is a big hit was a big hit and Bobrovsky's with Florida and Florida is striving now. Uh, I always knew Carolina was going to end up in that playoff bracket. They're a strong defensive team. They don't score a whole lot of goals, though they are now this year, but um, they're a strong defensive team. Um, So going over to the uh, Mass Mutual East, um, we've got uh, Washington leading, of course. Uh, with the Islanders following two points behind, but a game behind, and Pittsburgh with 46, um, and then Boston with 39 points. Boston is far down, but they are three or three and four games back, three from Washington and four from New York and Pittsburgh. Um,
2: yeah, the so- East bracket. Uh, I didn't, you know, really know too many of the teams too well. I'm surprised. Boston's not a little higher, but Pittsburgh is doing pretty well. I'm kind of shocked about the Capitals, but again, I don't really pay too much attention to the Capitals, so I like maybe how this is something everyone else saw coming, but I'm, I think yeah. I thought the uh, Capitals would do be like this,
1: but I just want to point out the consistency in both teams I root for, both being 7th uh, place in their respective regions, so Ooh, hey, kudos to them. Dallas with 31 points, New Jersey with only 30. Um, yeah. So, love that.
0: Yeah, um, it's a little rough. Um, but oh, yeah. who would have thought um, Buffalo being last place in that division? Dead Holy
2: last. shit. With, with not just being last place, but as far down as they are. like Yeah, they are last place in the league. So that at least gives me a little bit of, you know, I feel better as a Stars fan that we're not, we're at least not Buffalo. So not all Buffalo.
1: the other last place teams have 28 points. And then Buffalo is 12 points below that. That is
0: correct. Terrible. And and Buffalo, and you got to think Buffalo's got players like Eric Stahl that they just got rid of. Actually. Um, Mm -hmm. They have, they have Jack Eichel. Who's injured, right? He is Mm -hmm. injured now, Mm -hmm. um, but he was supposed to be like, you know, top dog. They have, yeah, they have Taylor Hall. They have Sam Reinhart. They have Jeff Skinner, I mean, they have Rasmus Dalin. They they have a fantastic lineup, um, but mm-hmm. they cannot keep any consistency in net um, at all. Linus Olmark was really good last year, and he comes in this year, and he's nothing like he was last year. I think they've had five goalies this year. They've had five goalies in and out of the lineup this year. That's a lot of goalies. Yeah, that was like the Stars the, the mm-hmm. other year when uh, Bishop was injured, Hudobin got injured, we had Colton Point, we had uh, a landed bow come in for a little bit. Mm. I mean, we were all over the place. Um bow man. So, um, yeah, um, surprisingly, my team that I was rooting for in the East, Philadelphia is dropping hard. Carter Hart is not able to keep his presence in net. Um, constantly falling. Um, <laughs> he, he'll have a good day, and, and you would think with a goalie tandem like Brian Elliott, who played for the Blues, um, uh, with uh, Jake Allen, and then with Bennington, uh, Elliott was there, I think. Bennington was brought in and Elliott was shoo- ushered out. Um, and then Carter Hart, who is, I think he's like 26, uh fantastic goaltender, um, but uh, he he can't keep consistency. Um, Mm -hmm. He is constantly, um, he's really good one night and then really bad the next. Um, Not to mention their lineup has always had trouble with consistency with goal scoring. Uh, Jacob Voracek and Claude Giroux were these fantastic power forwards, but power forwards are kind of a dying breed in hockey. Um, We see the same in Dallas with Jamie Benn. Um, It's not... Um, that power forwards don't have a role. It's it, there's um, there's not many people to hit when everybody's faster than you. Um, and then of course Washington, the only talk in there is uh, he hit um, uh, Ovechkin hit seven hundred and twenty four goals. Uh, he has mm-hmm. eighteen goals this year. So like when we were talking about it last, he had five. Now he's got eighteen goals this year. So he's, he's kicking back up. He's mm-hmm. uh, sixth place and he's um, seven goals behind uh, taking fifth. Mm. So I think he'll definitely take fifth this year. He'll make it close to probably fourth because um, it's only 10 points away after that. Um, and then it'll probably take him the next year or two to get third. Um, and then he'll slowly walk up to second. Um and then, of course, he'll have 90 more, ninety plus more points once he hits second. 90 plus goals to hit after he hits second to beat Gretzky's. So he's got a while before we need to start worrying about him breaking records. But he's he's marching up there. So okay. let's go on to the Honda West. Honda West, we got Vegas um, topping the league right now. I mean, mm-hmm. topping not the league, um, but the division, the division yeah. with mm-hmm. 47. Um, Colorado with 46 uh, with a game behind Minnesota, weirdly yeah. at third with 43 uh, St. Louis uh, 38 and falling um, Arizona is slowly behind St. Louis with 37 points and rounding out the bottom you have the California teams um,
2: mm-hmm. you have uh... I will say I will say that I This bracket is going a little bit more to how I expected it to go. I, <laughs> really? I actually, yeah, like Vegas and Colorado, I figured would be up there in the top two, especially after how they showed up in the playoffs uh, last year or season. Oh, yeah. And then um, I have always kind of been a, a Minnesota Wilds fan. I think the jerseys are cool. I think, you know, that's mostly why, like, I'm very – you know like that I like their jerseys I like all that stuff plus it's you know old Minnesota North Stars with the reverse retro I'm glad to see them doing well and then the St. Louis as much as I can't stand them are a pretty solid team and I'm shocked Arizona is as close as they are to that fourth place spot though
0: Well the one of the big issues is is St. Louis um has lost the last um four games mm-hmm. 1 to the Knights uh, 2-0 loss to the Minnesota Wild, and then back-to-back losses against Anaheim. So um, mm-hmm. that doesn't look good. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, the the back-to-back to lo- back-to-back losses against Anaheim is you know kicking the shins, kicking Yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Um, Anaheim is the lowest on there, let alone any California team right now. Um, all three California teams used to be big mm-hmm. powerhouses in the league. Yeah. And now we're sitting all the way at the bottom.
2: Yeah. Tough. They used to, I know San Jose was pretty, was pretty good for a while. Cause they went to the playoffs just a few years ago and they lost a lot of their heavy hitters, you know, especially after Pavelski left the team, that was a huge blow. And that's when I like noticed that they were just dropping hard.
0: So. Yeah. They have, they have three solid defensemen. Um, they have, uh, Vlasic, um, Burns and, um, uh Carlson, um, but mm-hmm. they don't have much of a um forward. I think they're mostly relying on Tomas Hurdle uh for most of their mm. goal scoring. Um and you can't <laughs> the stars have even seen it you can't really rely on one guy to do all your scoring for you. Yeah. Uh Vegas, I kind of figured Vegas would be sitting yeah. right there somewhere. Uh they've been a good team since the start and I think I think Uh, Especially with Seattle Kraken coming in, we kind of have to look at these expansion teams. Um, I think the expansion teams come in with an advantage as much as they haven't come in with an advantage on previous Mm -hmm. expansions. I think Vegas and Seattle are going to be set up in a way that they they have this competitive. I mean, they get get one pick from each team. Teams aren't able to uh, protect as much as the old expansions. the uh, a lot of people traded with Vegas. I guess they were kind of testing the waters where they mm-hmm. traded with Vegas to make sure somebody wasn't grabbed in the expansion draft because they couldn't hold them. You had people like um, Florida who traded uh, two players where it was like Riley Smith and uh, another player so they wouldn't grab somebody else in Florida, and those mm-hmm. two players that ended up in Vegas were. Solid for uh, I think it was William Carlson was one of those, mm-hmm. and he was great for the first year. Um, but you're also going in where you're playing a team like a new expansion mm-hmm. team, and you have no scouts. You there's no scouting report on them. This, these guys have never played together mm-hmm. before. You don't. You don't have the the track record. You can't say, oh, this team likes to play this way. This team likes they're like okay. developing developing their identity in the first three, three years. So um, Vegas was an easy grab to go in the top three. They're going to make playoffs if they keep it up. Colorado, same. Minnesota was the surprising one for me, actually. I'm glad to see they're doing well, but they haven't been doing well for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh And, and it's weird to think also they get, they get Matt Zuccarello. So Matt Zuccarello was awesome. Um, He was awesome in, in Dallas, I can, um, oh, I had an argument with the other day with somebody that, you know, uh, uh, stars are stupid not grabbing Zuccarello. Um, but if we had grabbed Zuccarello, we wouldn't have grabbed Pavelski. And it's kind of like, who would you rather have where both players are good? I think is better uh, for what we needed to add compared mm-hmm. to Zuccarello. They have the rookie, um, who we'll talk about in a minute, for rookies, uh, because we're going to be talking about that a little bit. But they have uh, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, 26 points, leads the team with 26 points, uh, which is a little weird, a team doing so well in your highest point. uh, Goal scorer is uh, not only a rookie, but has 27 points. Uh, So it shows you they just keep the puck out of the net. Um, They got Kakanen and Talbot in net. They're doing good. Surprisingly, doing good, but doing good nonetheless. I think, also to be honest, I think they have the easiest division out of everybody. Um, they're sitting with the three worst teams, um, almost three worst teams in the league, with Los Angeles, San Jose, and Anaheim.
1: Buffalo would um, like a word.
0: Um, but but see, that's the thing where we where because it's it's this COVID era hockey where everybody's playing in one group. Um, Mm -hmm. You have Buffalo, but Buffalo has to play against Washington and long Island and Pittsburgh and Boston and Philly and the Rangers.
1: So what you're telling me is if you put Buffalo in one of these other regions, you think they'd perform better than what they are currently
0: doing? I think they would still be low. Like, like if you were to, let's just say, we're going to trade Buffalo out uh, for Arizona I think Arizona would be almost in the same spot Buffalo is. Maybe not as bad, but Buffalo would be like 6th or 7th, fighting for 6th and 7th. I think they wouldn't be last in a division like the West.
2: Yeah, it Um, is really interesting to kind of like think about, because I was thinking about it the other day after um, the latest Stars loss, where (laughs) I was like, Man, like, how would we be doing if we were able? Because we haven't played teams like the Blues and stuff like that. It's like I wonder how we would be doing against these other teams that we haven't played against in a while. Would we? Would we be higher up? Would we be lower down? Because I feel like Dallas is also in a pretty tough division, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and so it's like, okay, like, would we be doing better if we were playing like the old style or? Are we really just not, you know, that great, which I think I'm leaning towards the latter right now. I think we're just <laughs> off our rocker a little bit. But, you know, it is it is an interesting thing to think about. And I think you do have a good point there of like, is it just because, you know, is, is there's more to it than just these teams are bad? It's like, they're going up against some really high quality teams.
0: Yeah, um, where if you were to go, if the if Dallas were in that division, we'd be in the same spot as Minnesota. We we might not be beating Vegas, we not might not be consistently beating Colorado, but we would have constant wins against Los Angeles, San Jose, Anaheim. Compared to our division, where we have solid teams throughout the division, there's there's yeah. no bad Tampa, team in- Carolina,
2: Florida, Chicago. All you know, I mean, eating all the teams pretty good, except maybe Detroit. I mean, Detroit's pretty. Yeah, you know,
0: average. Detroit's Detroit's average, but you got to also yeah. take in the fact they're they're going to be a powerhouse. They're a team. That yeah, they're, they're always... still
2: working on their team. I think they're they're doing the slow burn approach.
0: They're they're a team that's always built from the inside. They they grab their rookies, they start building a team, and then they after they have a um, solid core, then they start building their team. And they're and they're getting it this year. They got Dylan Larkin, Anthony Matha, Um, uh, they need a goalie um but but they're they're building a core and they're just now getting rid of their big high dollar contracts mm-hmm. that they've had forever um but yeah that's that's one thing i was talking about um when when we get to playoffs it's going to be um all out just war in our division until the last four teams and then you mm-hmm. get one from each division on the last four teams and once you get into that bracket nobody has played each other Mm -hmm. and you'll see definitely who the better divisions were from the playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. I
2: think, I think that it's going to be really hard to beat Tampa for the discover central division. Maybe the Canes uh, have a good chance. They've been insanely good this season. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I really want to root for the Canes. I hope they take, you know, the division, But it'll be interesting if, you know, whoever the leader of the Central Division is, or even the East Division, head up against someone like the West, like Colorado, Vegas, whoever, and just see, okay, smash these two teams together that haven't played in, you know, over a year. And is it just going to be blowouts? Is it still going to be hard-fought games? Like, that's going to be kind of cool to see.
0: Yeah. And then let's go ahead and get into our... Um, North, our last, our, our yeah. Scotian North or our Canada division head on over um, the border. Um, yeah. And I want to say this, this league, once it gets down to the final four, whoever's playing the North um, grabbed an easy move to the Stanley cup finals. um, <laughs> and, and I say that as not that, Edmonton's not good. Edmonton has great players. Edmonton has McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um You got Toronto. Toronto's a solid team. Um, the problem is Toronto has always had trouble in the playoffs. So even if they make it to, to the last four, um, they, they don't hold very strong uh, throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have Edmonton going, um, <laughs> you have Edmonton going and they have no goaltending, and have to rely on all-out scoring in order to win that. Um, then you have Winnipeg. And Winnipeg, after losing Line A for Pierre-Luc Dubois, I'm going to bring this back up. Pierre-Luc Dubois is not doing that great, even in Winnipeg. And you just lost a big goal scorer. Winnipeg is, is kind of teetering on almost doing nothing. They have a decent defensive squad. Um, but I, it's going to be a joke um whoever whoever gets to play them in the final four gets easy move on to the Stanley Cup Finals. um if you know if the north division um, makes it to the Stanley Cup Finals, if a Canadian team makes it to the Stanley Cup Finals, um, I'll have to think about doing something, but i i, I will I'm willing to bet that um, a Canadian team doesn't make it to the finals. Um, so moving on, uh, especially with, you know, giving things away mm-hmm. and, and, and giving out things, we actually have started up the Twitter and Instagram. Um, our Twitter, uh, actually our Instagram handle is, well,
2: Plug alert. yeah, it's, uh, pu- at Puckin P-U-C-K-I-N-C-E-L-L-Y.
0: And then it's going to be the same for the Twitter. Um, so go ahead and follow those. It's going to be actually not the same for the Twitter, but close. It's Puck and Selly, P-U-C-K-I-N-C-E-L-L-Y pod, P-O-D. So it's going to be at Puck and Selly pod for the Twitter and at Puck and Selly for uh, the Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. And go ahead and follow. I'm debating on doing giveaways. If we get enough people quickly, um, I have no problem getting out uh, shirts uh for every hundred or even every uh 200 we we can give out a do like a hat or a shirt shirt. uh you any team i it doesn't have to be the stars if you listen to or like another team Uh, you can tell me you want a whoever shirt if they have them you can send me a link Mm -hmm. i'll get one um but we can do giveaways for those uh, which would be great if we could get some people to follow the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, we can start doing giveaways, the more people we get. Um, Build up that following. Let's go.
2: Follow. Oh, absolutely.
0: Us. Who doesn't want a free t shirt? Am I right? <laughs>
1: Are we eligible for that? Because I would love another t shirt.
0: Um, No. I'm going to say no. We're Damn not it. eligible for that.
2: <laughs> wow, right, great come on. shot. <laughs> Thought of that. <laughs>
0: All right. In other news, that's canceled. So. <laughs> Okay, so and and now we'll move on past the uh, past the standings there, and we're gonna look at actually some stats. So, okay, of course, Connor McDavid again showing up a fantastic year, um, and it's nice to have Drysidle next to him. But you also have to think who would be better off playing with, it. not who would be better off playing with a different team, who would continue to play well if they had a different partner. Um. I think Leon Drysidle is definitely um, excelling because he has a linemate like Connor McDavid. But oh, yeah. Connor McDavid, 62 points. Um, 21 of those are goals. And then Leon Drysidle with 53 points. So nine behind Connor McDavid. So Connor McDavid is making his name solidified for the Art Ross trophy. Um, and he's one goal behind Austin Matthews for the Maurice Richard. Trophy, um, Leon Drysidle again nine points down from Connor McDavid with fifty three points, and then the next person is another six points below Leon Drysidle, which is Patrick Kane with forty seven points. So Connor McDavid is really holding his own for the Art Ross. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's not going to be beat. Um, you've got another more big names Marner for uh, Toronto. Um, you have Mark Shifley for Winnipeg, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau for Panthers. Um, and then you have Austin Matthews, Miko Randon, Sidney Crosby, Mark Stone, all within um, all within six points of fourth. So all within three points of fourth place. So, um, But Austin Matthews is, I mean, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid is so far ahead. But going on to our next subject, um, Austin Matthews, leader in goals. Uh, He's one goal ahead of Connor McDavid.
1: Very slim lead. I think that's going to change.
0: Oh yeah, Um, it depends on who who keeps Mm -hmm. going. Um, Connor McDavid is really a playmaker. Um, He gets goals, of course. He he can score goals, Um, but Austin Matthews is a is solely a goal scorer. Um, He's got. I think he's got thirty nine points. Yeah, thirty nine points. So that means he's got twenty two goals. And 17 assists. So he's easily getting more goals than um than uh he does assists than he is a playmaker. Um you got and Mitchell. that's
1: even more impressive on Connor McDavid's part, but if he's a more of the creator and he's only one goal behind.
0: Yeah. Um and then and, and then if you got like Mitch Marner with Austin Matthews, and mm-hmm. then you got Leon Dreisidel with Connor McDavid. So you're sitting yeah. there like like um Leon Draisaitl is definitely bringing something to the table for McDavid, but oh, yeah. but um when you have Austin Matthews and Mitchell Marner um playing it's 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 the same feel but um something's uh something's better when you have two playmakers like Draisaitl and McDavid compared to a goal scorer and a playmaker like Marner and uh Matthews. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, with assists, Connor McDavid easily leads. That's what's carrying him. Um, Forty-one assists for McDavid, and then we're gonna go to uh, one of one of the topics that I wanted to talk about. Really, is um, the uh, Calder Trophy. Um, so the Calder Trophy goes to the Rookie of the Year, pretty much the best rookie, uh, voted on uh, by NHL.com. Um, leading in points for rookies right now is uh Karel Kaprasov. Um great player. He he's good. Again, like I said, he leads Minnesota, 27 points. Um he's playing well. Second place is Jason Robertson with 21 points. I think Jason Robertson has actually played less games uh than Kaprasov as well. Hmm. Not by much, but he's played less games.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Jason Robertson has shown up quite a bit. Mm -hmm.
0: But the biggest thing that I I wanted to hit with this is uh, Kaprizov has played. He's 23 years old, but he has played, I think, three or four years in um, the KHL. He played in the KHL before coming to, uh, coming to America to play,
2: uh, yeah. NHL hockey
0: and NHL hockey. So he had time to develop and, and the KHL, if I wanted to compare minor league hockey, the American hockey league, uh, to the KHL, the KHL is far better. Like the KHL has, uh, better players than the AHL does. Uh, yes, you get a solid, um, uh, Rookies coming up from the AHL, you have solid players coming in, but they're scattered throughout the teams. So you got one or two here, one or two there. Um, and then in um the KHL, you're dealing with an entire league of the best players in Russia, or generally when a player cannot make it into the NHL level, they generally go over to the KHL instead of staying in the AHL. Um so he got to get a little bit more build and play style. Through the KHL development, instead of a guy like Robertson, where you have him coming up, I think he played in college before, yeah, um, before coming into the AHL, and then, um, and then he came came into the AHL, um, and played amazingly in the AHL, and then, um, and then he comes to the stars and he's playing phenomenally. Uh he last year he played for the Texas Stars. Um and he scored 47 points in 60 games. Um he also played for the Stars last year. He played um three games last year for the Stars, had uh gotten one assist. So his first NHL point doesn't come this year, but his first NHL goal does and he's on an incredible pace. But I feel like um I I don't want to completely say hey this guy's never played in the NHL he's a rookie. Um he's definitely a rookie in the league, but mm-hmm. I think a rookie has to come f- not from another major league organization. Like KHL is almost considered um a major league organization. I actually want to see the Stanley Cup champions or any playoff team in the NHL play against the champions of the KHL and see what, you know, how equivalent the leagues are, is what I really want to see what it comes down to. Mm. Um, I, I think, of course, you'll get NHL. That's why I didn't want to say the Stanley Cup winner versus them, uh, uh-huh. because it'll probably be a little bit easier for the, the Stanley Cup winning team. But I think it'll be fairly close with any of the playoff teams.
1: I have a question about the KHL. Do they get like a salary playing in there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, they do in the AHL too. Yeah. Salary in the AHL. Okay. Um, But KHL is just the Russian hockey league. It's okay. It's the Russian uh, national league. They have some hockey league. Yeah. They have some other ones and it's the same with like Swedish hockey. There's Swedish hockey leagues. There's Finnish hockey leagues. Um,
1: and it doesn't it doesn't matter how long you play over there you just that you get over to the NHL before a certain age and then you're considered a rookie basically right
0: yeah so the the Calder Cup i think you have to be below the age of 26 i think you can be 26 years old and still be uh considered for the Calder Cup the Calder crazy
1: Cup. yeah very interesting
0: um but but that's that's ridiculous is what i'm saying like oh, yeah. if if kasparov uh, capra Cap resolve
1: Cap There you go. Cap hey, played, yeah, played,
0: <laughs> played until he was 26 in um, the KHL, and then came over to the NHL. And he scores, you know, 80 points in his rookie year. Of course, he's going to get the Calder Cup. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. It, it, yeah, it, it's it's weird it's, to think about.
1: I don't I don't know if there's another sports league that does the rookie a uh, rookie trophy like kind of like that. Like, I mean, usually when it's a rookie, it's just like first, like first professional year, full Mm -hmm. stop.
0: Well, yeah, like, but you got to think about it the other way around. It's like, how many football leagues are there? How many basketball leagues are there? How many, like hockey has so many leagues that -hmm. it's so spread out. Like the NHL is getting Nash, like um, international, like play and watching, but when you have, you know, a Finnish league, most Finnish Mm. players or Finnish natives are going to watch the Finnish league. Um, If you're Russian, you'll watch the Russian league. Um, If you're Sweden, you'll watch the Sweden league. If you're, you know, uh, Canada and U.S. are the only ones, unless you have family or friends or somebody you grew up with that's playing in the NHL, you're not really going to pay attention. I think the most... Attention brought over is um, from Finland, um, and they watch a lot of the Stars hockey because mm-hmm. the Stars have um, so many. A little, it's a little,
2: yeah, a little Finland. They have so many Finnish players.
0: Yeah, we have we have so many Finnish players and so many roots of Finnish players. We have Yeri Lettinen, uh, Kari Lettinen, um, and then on the team now, Rope Hints, uh, mm-hmm. Heiskanen, uh, Klingberg, who is a. What do they call him? I know he's Swedish, but they call him like, uh, oh, what it me? Mean? What what do they call it? It's like uh, honorary Finn is what they call him. He's an honorary Finn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have you had the old what is it? Two thousand five team with Anti Miettinen and uh, Kapanen and Hagman and and I mean you had so many Finnish players play for for uh, the stars, that you have a national game in Finland that it's literally X-Stars players versus Finland. So X-Stars Finnish players versus the rest of Finland is what it is. And it's fantastic. It's fun. That's pretty cool. Um, you have them all go over there and play this one game. Of course, it's mostly for fun. It's not like any... You mm-hmm. know, right, like,
2: yeah. It's not anything like... like like the everything's riding on this game kind of thing. It's or, just like a fun like yeah, or who's better than
0: who? It's it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's just for fun. Okay. Um and, but it's always like uh always always there that it's like how how much do you have to and and it's not like I want to handicap the Calder Cup, the Calder trophy either. I keep saying the Calder Cup. The Calder Cup is the trophy that you win for the AHL the Calder Trophy is for rookies um I think I'm going to be wrong and I'm going to look stupid um
2: well at least I won't be the only one looking stupid I'm always (laughs) looking
1: stupid so join the
2: club
0: uh yeah no I was uh I was right Calder Trophy is for best rookie um and the Calder Cup is for uh, the AHL winner.
2: Um, uh, okay, don't worry. We'll find another way for you to look dumb. There's, <laughs> there's no short of of opportunities.
0: Um, but you got you got solid rookies this year. Of course, a lot of rookies are getting ice time this year because teams are constantly having to rotate out players mm-hmm. um, because of the whole COVID thing and playing back-to-back games all day and. Uh, it's wild, wild year it is. Mm. Yeah,
2: very, very taxing on the players. I can definitely see why there were people that were concerned about the schedule because it is very, very
0: tough. Yeah, it's brutal for the stars right now. Um, right now they're on the um, Sunday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday schedule. Yeah. Oof,
2: um, yeah, it's not been kind to them.
0: Yeah, all this month it was if it's if it's Saturday or Sunday or if it's Tuesday, Thursday, we're playing. Um, although they've been playing fantastic. I don't have much to argue with how the Stars have been playing. Um, a lot of the time, pucks don't seem to go their way. Their puck luck is really bad. It's not like they can't instantly turn it around. It's not like they're completely lost. Um, but it is upsetting to see them lose constantly. But it's like one goal games. We played better than they did. We um, we just couldn't get the puck in the net, and it's, it's only so long before even if you have all these excuses, not making the playoffs is kind of what you don't want. Yeah. Um, so, after all those, um, kind of go into one of my favorite, of course, the session before the Stars, and we'll do our, I, I don't even know what we call it yet, um, but I'll uh, quiz both Jimmy and Eric here with a hockey word. Um, oh yeah! <laughs> and, yeah. And then Maybe they try know. to guess what it means. And I'll the daily stump. What it goes. I think you guys will get it. I think this one's an easy one. Um, the the term for today is waffle board. Ah, oh, come on! Waffle board.
2: That's made up.
0: Waffle board. What is this is, blue waffle? What is a waffle board? Okay, let's let's yeah. Um, what is a waffle board?
2: Um, I'm going straight into skateboarding right here. That's all I can think of. Uh, <laughs> what is a waffle board? Is it like when like a couple people slam into the into the boards? Nope. Thinking Not like at you long. know they like like crisscross straight into the board. A waffle board. Hmm. Jimmy, you want to take a stab at this?
0: Jimmy, what's a waffle board?
1: Come on, Jimmy. Well, my first guess was what Eric said, something about you know maybe getting sandwiched up against the boards. Um, not quite.
0: Not quite. Take take a take take a different thought a a a thought for it. It's not an action. It's a thing. It's a so the waffle thing. board is a thing. So it's, a it's thing. like a
1: a piece of equipment, maybe. Close, yeah. It is... Is it on a goalie?
0: Closer going? Is oh, it? <laughs> is it behind the goalie? It is not. Is it on I the goalie? Go. It is on the goalie.
1: It's on the goalie, okay. It is... So, uh, it's either something on his oh, arms or Lord. something on his legs.
0: Oh, oh! you got it. You guessed it. It's I mean, a, the arm. It's the arm.
1: It, I think it's the legs. I think it's no. those big
0: old... Uh, no, it, it's it's, it's the arm. It's the it's it's f- blocker. It's, f- f- it's, oh. a, it's the blocker. The blocker is called the waffle board. That's called the waffle board. I'm going to show you the picture of it because this is what they used to look like. Why it's called All the waffle right. board.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. A, they, they a used to a, oh, boy, that's breakfast.
0: Yeah, they yeah. used to be a brown blocker and it had holes in it. And it Drop looked like a syrup waffle Syrup on it?
2: Okay, well, it makes sense that why the, uh, the stars, um, well, not reverse
0: retro. Uh, Winter classic ones that had that kind of like uh, color to it. Oh yeah. 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 They, and they looked great. And that's what the, that's what the old ones look like. So you'll hear any announcer say all the time, the, it, any waffle board. It
2: is See, longer. Jimmy, I told you that's what it was. Uh, it's okay, <laughs> man. Yeah. Hey, you'll get, you'll get it next time. Swing
1: and a miss on my part, but Hey, we got close.
0: We did. We did get, we did get pretty close and knowing yeah. is half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And that's, that's, that's the waffle board. That is by far one of my favorite terms that Razor uses for the stars and it's completely waffleboarded it or the goalie waffleboarded it. And it just means blocking it with the blocker.
1: Amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you for instilling us with that knowledge.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It's a it's a great term and I love the word. It just it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, there it is. Waffleboard. Waffleboard. Um okay. so We'll go on to our uh, our stars little segment, of course, the stars on and off playing well, playing not well, can't win in overtime. Um, yeah.
2: It's the although big one.
0: not winning in overtime. Joe Pavelski, still the leader in power play goals. Yeah, um,
2: he, I he will has... say for the stars that like I have been impressed by individual players as opposed to the team as a whole. Like the team as a whole has kind of let me down a little bit, but like people like Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, those guys have been, you know, like hints. Those guys have been playing so well that I'm like, hey, anytime I watch the game, I know I'm going to get a good play out of at least one of them, you know, Mm -hmm. even if they don't
0: score. Yeah. And, and so Radulov back out, Um, Radulov's a little out again kind of healing up healing up there we have Sagan out Um, Pavelski finally found a fantastic line the Stars finally found a fantastic second line so when we do get the Sagan Ben and Radulov line back their second follow up line is the Pavelski hints and uh, Robertson line Mm -hmm. which has been playing phenomenal phenomenal for the Stars Uh, I think they had Six points in the win against Tampa, um, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that. Um, it had to have been more than that. It was six points between Pavelski and Robertson, or Pavelski and Hints, and then Robertson had two points, so something like that. It was eight points between the two, yeah, the three of them. Um, that that being said, that has become the power play line. You have Ben, Haskinen, Pavelski, Robertson, Hints for your first power play line. Mm-hmm. Um right now I think we're rocking on our first line is like Ben Kurianov and like Lesperance or you know they'll throw in a Dickinson in there they'll throw and we're we're kind of hucking pieces at lineups because we have so many people out so many people Yeah, I'm
2: out. trying to see what works and what doesn't.
0: Uh, for for those backup scenarios absolutely and yeah. you don't have Ben being able to play with Sagan um it it kind of hurts the Two not being together because uh, they had they had the most chemistry for the Stars up until this year, uh, where you're mm-hmm. finding chemistry between other players now. Um, you have Audiger coming in and playing great. He's got a lot to learn, but he's playing fantastic while Bishop's out. But after seeing him play a little bit, he's probably been one of our better goalies, but I would understand if they were to uh, drop him down to the taxi squad after Bishop gets back. Um, Keep him in, of course. Maybe rotate him out with Hudobin. That's fine. Um, But I... I, He's got a bit more development to do, even though he's Mm -hmm. a phenomenal player. But he's still learning. Um,
2: Yeah, I I definitely have been impressed with Ottinger. I don't know when the Mm -hmm. last time we had... Uh, I don't know if the last podcast we talked about Ottinger at all. But I do know... I was a little nervous, and he has like blown away my expectations. And I'm at the point where now, if Dallas was wanting to uh, to get rid of of Hudobin and give him to the Seattle Krakens, I, as long as Bishop is playing well, I would not mind. Like because Ottinger has honestly just blown all of my
0: expectations out of the water. Yeah, he's he's definitely been holding his own there. Um, he. He's got a little cracks in him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah. he, I think, uh, Florida found out, uh, shooting far side blocker, um, kind of hurt him. I think he gave up three of the goals he gave up today, or no, yeah. not today. Three of the goal, all three goals were all far side blocker. He leaves a little space open on his right on his blocker side between him and the post. Um, when he he's he's unable to control his angles so if you're really on it, if you're on a stick side and you're on the face off dot on a stick side and you shoot blocker side mm-hmm. it, it generally um he he has a little crack between there but all that being said like you were saying been really impressed with uh, how players are playing uh individual players um pavelski's got 32 points uh, 15 of those are goals, 17 assists. Robey Hintz has 10 goals, 12 assists, 22 points in 22 games. Joe Pavelski is also 32 points in 32 games. So both point-of-game guys. John Klingberg is actually playing a whole lot better on his offensive side. Yeah, He has, he has kind that. of suffered on the defensive side. He's a minus 7. Um, but he has 6 goals, 16 assists. He's definitely playing a whole lot better on the power play. Um, He's definitely contributing Mm -hmm. like I originally wanted him to last year, um, where I thought, hey, Klingberg's getting better. You have Heiskanen pulling a lot of the pressure off Klingberg. Mm -hmm. Um, Klingberg will start to develop a little bit. Um, I mean, not develop, but have a little bit of pressure taken off. He'll be able to play better. He didn't play better last year. He's definitely playing better this year. Um, Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and then you have Robertson coming in in fourth. Fourth overall for the Stars, Robertson. Twenty-seven games played, twenty-one points, six goals, fifteen assists.
2: Playing anomaly. rookie,
0: twenty-one years old. Again, just we we have two great rookies this year. Promising, really good to see.
2: It's really good to see that to know that Mm -hmm. there's like there's future after you know these kind of seasoned veterans leave the scene. That we have options as a team. Yeah, I've just been so impressed with Robertson. Like mm. so many of his goals have just been outstanding and he knows exactly what to do. And like I I've been very, very pleasantly surprised. And going back to Klingberg, yeah. I, I think um you, Steven, know this, you know, most of all like last season I was like, dude, Klingberg just needs to get the heck out of here. I don't want to see his face. And now and now I'm like, okay, okay, like he's picked it back up. As I was definitely not a Klingberg fan last year, and now I'm like, all right, all right. So he's kind of come back, and he's kind of been, you know, he's done a lot of work for the team.
0: Oh yeah, he he's he's definitely shown up there, and mm-hmm. then and then down the line you have uh, the 16 point guys. Uh, you got Dennis Gurianov, Jamie Ben, Miro Heiskanen. Like I yeah. said, I think Jamie Ben's not only taking a hit because he's getting older and he's a power forward. His body is not what it used to be. He can't just throw his body around in the corner anymore. With six, mm-hmm. And he's not playing with Tyler Sagan. Well, Tyler Sagan's not playing. Um, yeah. And then you have Dennis Girionov, who's got six goals, ten assists. He's not playing terribly. He's still one of the leaders with goals. Um, but... Um, with his pace that he was playing last year, you would think he had more goals right now. Um, he, he definitely needs to find a stride. And again, I think maybe, maybe putting Radulov back in when Radulov is healthy again, will definitely help Giryanov, Um, Cause they had a good chemistry last mm-hmm. year, the two Russians. Um, you have Miro Heiskanen along with that line too, with 16 points. Again, like I said, Miro's still playing well. I think he is suffering while, while he's playing a little bit more offensive. I think everybody's suffering on the defensive side. Yeah, um, I think, but 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 that's what we're going through right now. It's like if we play offense, we let in too many goals. If we play defense, mm-hmm. we can't score. I mean, it, it's a double-edged yeah. sword that we're we're pulling ourselves into a corner with.
2: I will say though that even though you know, uh, like Heiskanen on the like in theory i guess is what i'm trying to say like he on paper he hasn't been playing well quote unquote but you know i was you know watching games or whatever and like he's well i guess i'd say he's not scoring but you know uh he his defensive work is just unmatched and i think once he once dallas is back to full strength with all you know all their big names back on the ice it's i think it's going to be a lot better and you're going to have a lot more opportunities for those guys. But I'm just always really impressed with Heiskanen's defensive plays. Because there's a few... I don't remember what game it was. I was watching one of the games. And I was just like, dude... Because um, I think Hudobin was in net. And um, I was like, man, there's so many times that they would have scored on Hudobin. If if Miro wasn't right there to either tie them up or to take the puck away. Or you know just poke it out. And so it's you know it's fantastic. I think it may have been I don't remember what game it was. I just know who Dolan was in that. But yeah, his his presence on the ice you know cannot be understated.
0: Yeah, he's fast. Um, he he gets right in, um, and uh, kind of ties everybody <laughs> up. There's he could be all the way back, um, and then join in the offensive rush, and then be all the way in the offensive rush and be the first one back. He's responsible. Yeah. Um, there just needs to be some kind of um, limit on, hey, if Heiskanen's stepping up, Alexiak kind of needs to take a step back. Or if Alexiak steps up, Heiskanen needs mm-hmm. to watch where he's sitting. Um, we have, of course, the one of the best lines we have for the stars right now. And that's the always been the great, one of the great lines is the Cagliano, Como and Foxal line our checking line, not a whole lot of points developed, but always, always defensive kind of keeps the, keeps the team being um, wearing down the other team, kind of keeping their first line at bay. They've always been playing well. Um, And then you've got, Everybody else. I mean you got K Ranta up and down the lineup along with I don't know if he's injured right now or he's just uh he's just healthy scratched. Um you've got Jason Dickinson who's playing a lot with us in and out of the first lineup, the in and out of the fourth line. Um and you got Rhett Gardner, another rookie that's I'm he's good. I think he's a defensive forward. He's definitely a power forward, um, mm-hmm. playing well. You got Joel Lesperance. You've got um, Lindell playing his heart out because he's one of the best defensemen, defensive defensemen there. Uh, he's super responsible. I mean, you got Radulov who needs to come back. I hate him being injured. He's got twelve points in eleven games, so he's one of our three players with a point a game production.
2: Yeah, having Radulov out definitely is noticeable. In those few games that he came back, that was, you know, he, ha- he had a presence on the ice. Regardless of whether or not he won or not, you you know, there was a clear difference of, oh, Radulov is back. So, yeah. excited to see him come back. Miss Radulov, miss his presence. Just, even just watching. Point scoring and defense and defense aside, just watching him play, you know, puts me in a good mood. I just want to be able to
1: watch a Dallas Stars team that is completely healthy and yeah. I know that they're giving their all because I don't want to have the excuse. It's like, oh, we're not up to full strength. You know, this isn't the full team. Yeah. You know, if we're going to lose, like, I
2: wanted to be, you know, all yeah. in.
1: I want it to be like, oh, hey, you know, we had all our guys out there. We tried our best. Just wasn't our night.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. It, is, it does add to my frustration, too. Because then, when I talk about it, I feel like I'm making excuses. Like, oh, yeah. we're not at full strength either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so. I hate to be one of those guys. It's like, oh, if
1: we had, if we had Sagan out there, oh, it'd be a different thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, I want to
0: be able to say beyond a shadow of a doubt, even with Sagan out there, we lost. Yeah, and, and I do want to bring it up because it did happen today, um, in the Stars game, um, mm-hmm. Ekblad kind of took a awkward hit in the corner, um, and I would assume i there's no update on what his injury was but he had left the game in a stretcher um he it looks like he tore uh the ligament in his knee
1: lower um, body injury
0: um but i think he's out for the season um, mm-hmm. he's not coming back on the ice uh and i just want to say i hope he he's a great player i hope he, he comes back to the ice next year um and I mean, yeah. it, it just, an, it happens. Awkward hits. No one wants to see mm-hmm. it. I don't care if you hate the Florida Panthers. I don't care if you hate Ekblad. It's kind of something you don't want to see. You're
2: yeah. One of those those heavy play. hits are hard to
0: watch.
1: You don't want to root for any guy to get injured. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bad sportsmanship. It is. For the, for the good of the game, you want everyone to be healthy, performing at their best.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, I have no ill will against the Florida Panthers at all. Like, they're not even they weren't even on my radar of teams that I don't like. That's strictly reserved for the Blues. But yeah. um, you know, even if it was one of those teams that I just couldn't stand, I would be, you know, hoping for a speedy recovery just because at the end of the day, it is it is just a game. We get worked up and passionate about it, but I mean, you don't want to wish ill on somebody that's, you know, <laughs> Out there, one playing, doing something that they love, and then doing it for their fans too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're they're you know mostly out there playing because that's what they want to do, but at, you know they're also doing it for their supporters, their fans, their family, that kind of stuff. So speedy, speedy recovery, Ekblad.
0: Yeah, um, and then also because I am looking at the scores right now, um, New Jersey beat Boston one to nothing. Um, hell yeah.
2: Really alert. No. Nice. Um,
0: <laughs> um, with that, uh, Boston Make had 40 shots on net and the Devils had 29. So it was very lopsided. Looks like Devils got lucky there. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll take what we That's can get. Pure skill. Mackenzie, Give us the points. Mackenzie Blackwood played one hell of a game. In um, before the Devils take the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Just you watch. So again, um, for all the people who want to follow, uh, go ahead and follow the podcast. It's going to be on Spotify or any other podcast downloading device. Like if you use Google podcasts, if you use Apple podcasts, I think you can download them straight from those. Uh, it is posted to Spotify as well. Um, at Puck and Selly podcast. And then you have uh, the Twitter is going to be at Puck and Selly pod at P-U-C-K-I-N C-E-L-L-Y-P-O-D. At Puck and Selly Pod. And then the Instagram is at Puck and Selly, um, Without the pod. So at Puck and Selly is going to be the uh, Instagram handle. We try to update it as much as possible. I've been on a streak where I haven't really updated it much. Yeah,
2: I'll be honest. I've been I've been posting stuff to the story. You know, trying to get some interactions. You know, that kind of thing. And I try to be, you know... To include all the teams, but I will admit I've, I've had some busy turns uh, lately. I know in a few weeks I'll probably not be posting as much when I'm flying out to D.C. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to post all teams and, and not show a bias towards the stars and, and include most of the stars' losses and things about Very that. Good. Keep us yeah. humble. Keep yep. us humble.
0: Yeah, we'll... We'll tr- we mostly post, again, we'll mostly post about the stars. I'm going to try to post a lot more. I've been trying to post any exciting news that comes through. I've been trying to do, like, games of the day, but it's really hard to keep up with. I just need to make a list of all the games of the days that I can just, hey, there it goes, throw them up there. Um, also, uh, we I want to start trying to do them uh do podcast once a week most likely for those once a week it'll be uh I'll probably name them something else we'll do a podcast and we'll we'll kind of keep it the Puck and Selly podcast um and then what I want to do weekly when we don't have a Puck and Selly podcast podcast it'll be like Puck and Selly weekly recap where it'll either be just me or just it, it'll be me and one of these other guys or even both of them sometimes um where we just kind of weekly go over the recap. Um, Puck and
1: Selly quick shots.
0: Quick yeah. shots. There we go. Um, where I just kind of want to talk about, you know, the games that were played that week, um, any big changes to the lineups, any big injuries, all that kind of stuff. Um, just a quick, maybe 30 minutes um, of talking and it won't be the hour, hour and a half, two hour podcasts, uh, the normal. Um And I want to kind of keep these podcasts, I I kind of want to do them more often. I got out of doing it um, a month apart. I want to kind of do them every two weeks, every other week, uh, and try to get a rhythm going. Um, But yeah, if you guys follow, you have any questions, you can throw them to the Twitter or the Instagram. Uh, Feel free. I don't care for the Twitter if you DM the Twitter. I will try to answer as much people I want excitement for uh, for me to keep going. Um, and if you want me to talk about something, if you've got questions you want answered during the podcast, you can ask anybody, Jimmy, me, Eric, um, and just throw us questions and we can answer them on the podcast as well. Um, if you've got words that you want me to throw at them, hockey terms any terms, maybe we'll get wild and just do some random sports terms. Jimmy would love uh, some of those. Cause he's into more sports than just hockey. Um,
2: soccer guy. <laughs> soccer yeah.
0: terms. We can throw them at Jimmy. Um, throw terms
2: at me. Just make me look dumb. Or if it. we
0: get that mm-hmm. way, um, Jimmy can start finding soccer terms and I could be one quizzed. So um, if you follow along, throw us questions, anything follow. We'll try to do giveaways, all that. Other than that, um uh we're out.
2: Adios. Peace.
1: See ya.